0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. I've been enjoying the Psalms lately, I've been enjoying some of the Psalms and I don't know if you've ever noticed anything about the Psalms, but usually the first verse of Psalms tell you an awful lot about them, like, the Lord is my shepherd. You sort of know you're going to be talking a little bit about the shepherd, don't you? Um, Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Psalm 34, come magnify the Lord with me. One of the Psalms that has caught me lately, because Rick has read it a few times in our staff meeting and has read it with elders as well. Is Psalm 29, and he sort of sparked it in my head. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And that word ascribe means to hold in high regard. It means to give something special attention. When the psalmist is saying, ascribe unto the Lord He's actually talking about giving him something special. And I wondered this Christmas, as we all wonder about what we're going to put around the tree and what we're going to put on the table, I wonder, have we thought as much about what we're going to put around the throne? And I started to wonder, if I were to give the Lord some presents this Christmas, what he would really love. What what could I give to the King of Glory that he would say, Phil, that is a cracker present. Thank you so much. And, um, and so, in light of that, I want to read this passage that you all know well, I'm sure Matthew 2. If the Bible's familiar to you at all, you'll know that story in Matthew 2. And um, it's talking about the visit of the Magi, the, 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 the wise men who came to visit um, the Lord Jesus. We get the analogy sometimes that they arrived at the cave or at the, the, the barn or the stable, it's most likely a cave. Probably you're best thinking about stone rather than wood when you think about where Jesus was born. Um, so it was probably pretty cold and damp. And um, also um, the wise men probably didn't arrive until the child was a lot older. We get the idea that they arrived along with the shepherds, but that's not really um, scriptural. They arrived. We're not dead sure when. That's why Herod actually killed all the babies two years and under. So um, little baby Jesus could have been as maybe a year old when the Magi arrived. Um, but it says that when Herod called the Magi secretly and found them from the exact time the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and Search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And when the star they had seen went; it rose ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on, on coming to the house, so they were in a house, they weren't in a stable, all right. It says um, on coming to the house, they saw the child. With his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him, and they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to her, they returned to their own country um, a different way. Now, the Lord always honors the public reading of his word, and he'll do that um, this morning. <clears throat> Some of the things that I think that God has been speaking to me about in a very busy year. Uh, as I come to the end of it, about refreshing some of these gifts to him. Now there's loads of gifts in this passage, not just the three that we um, focus on. There's a gift of surrender. Because the first thing the the wise men did was they bowed down. They bowed down. So there's a gift of surrender. And I sort of think this year that Jesus, um, if we're asking me for a gift, and asking me something that I could put around the throne, he would be asking me for my full surrender. He'd be saying, Phil, before you give me anything, before you give me anything at all, I would love your full surrender. And then it says they bowed down and they worshipped him. And I think one, if surrender's one thing, adoration's another thing. And so here's these wise men, they bow down, they give their full surrender, and then they they give their adoration. They begin to worship Him. Something happens when there's a surrender of heart, and we start to pour our hearts out in love to the Lord. And that psalm comes to life that I quoted a few minutes ago, Psalm 34, come magnify the Lord with me. What happens when we magnify, I've told you this many, many times, we don't make the thing bigger, we begin to see it bigger. And we begin to see God for who he really is when we surrender to him, when we begin to adore him, we begin to see God for who he really is. And then it says, when they surrendered and they began to worship him, what they did was they opened their treasure chest. I love that. It's hard to give anything out of something that's closed up, isn't it? And some of us, when it comes to God, we've closed the doors. Maybe you're here as Christmas morning and you've come and you've heard Christmas messages and you've heard gospel messages and you've heard the invitation to give your life to the Lord and, and something in you has closed up. There's something happens and, and I think it's a little bit, maybe it's a world thing, but I do think it's a little Northern Ireland thing. Been there, done it, got the t shirt, heard all that before. And it never really seems... And what has happened is there's a a closing up to the word of the gospel. Actually, the Bible talks about it in 1 Corinthians 4.4. And um, Paul says that the God of this world, who is Satan, has blinded the minds of those who would believe to make sure they believe not, the way the NIV puts it. Lest the light of the glorious gospel would shine in and they might be saved. And so what has happened is the God of this world, Satan, has actually blinded the minds, blinded the minds of people so you can't see. And so what has happened, there's no surrender, there's no adoration because everything's closed up. And what happens is when we build walls, we, we keep ourselves very safe. We keep ourselves in, but then the problem is we, we, nobody else gets in either, not even God. God. And so there's no surrender, there's no adoration, there's a closed-up treasure chest, and so nothing can come out. But these, sheep, these um, wise men were different. They, they, they surrendered first and foremost, they give God adoration of heart, and then they opened up their treasure chest, and out of their treasure chest, they began to give something to God. They give gold for a king, they give frankincense for a priest, and they give myrrh for a prophet. It's pretty beautiful. And so... This year, I was um, spending a little bit of time last week with the Lord, and I was talking about these gifts. And I was thinking about my gold. I was thinking, God, if you're looking at my gold, you're going to be really struggling. Um, and then I felt the Lord speak to me about what my gold was. My gold was my time. My gold is the thing that's most precious to me. It was my my discipline. Sometimes we can become undisciplined. And what can happen is when we become undisciplined, even as Christians, we push God to the perimeter of our lives. Oh, he's there, okay, but he's no longer, he's no longer prime and center. We push him to the periphery. And so he stays on the periphery of our existence as he was. So we go to church on Sunday. We go to life group. We do all those things. But God becomes something of the periphery of our lives that we pull in when we need him. And he's not the, the he's not he's not the be all and end all, and so I felt that like God saying that the gold of your life, Phil, this year would be not to keep me in the circumference, not to keep me in the periphery, but actually to pull me into the centre. And if you were to give me that this year, I'd be saying that's a pretty good gift. That's a pretty good gift. Frankincense is a little bit different. I've told you this before, but frankincense was, uh, was, frankincense was what they used to give, um, uh, burn incense to the Lord. So, it was a gift for a priest, and so the priest would burn this incense, and these, these wise men, these magi, were able in some shape or form to hear the voice of the Lord and understand that this child was very, very different. And so they would give him frankincense. Now, if you Google frankincense, Google's a wonderful tool, and if you Google frankincense, you'll find that it's a resin, and it comes from a tree, and it comes from the bark of a tree. And what happens is you scrape the bark off a tree, and Google tells us that the tree begins to bleed. And as the tree bleeds, then what they do is they take a tear forms, and they take the tear, and they make the frankincense out of the tear. Now, that could mean a hundred things to a hundred people, but what it means to me is that this Christmas that I felt God say to me, Phil, what about, what about not just giving me your surrender, giving me your adoration, opening up that chest of yours, and giving me some of these precious gifts, giving me your time and your discipline? What about giving me your tears? Wow, that's interesting, God. My tears, yeah, give me your tears. Because we're really quick to tell you all the things that worked this year. Really quick to tell you all the things that were 10 out of 10. But we're not so quick to tell you the things that broke us. We're not so quick to tell you the things that we cried ourselves to sleep over. Or we woke up in the morning with anxiety in our chest thinking, Oh oh no, I'm going to have to face that again. And maybe this year, as we close it out, that God's saying, not only would I like your surrender, not only would I like your full adoration, not only would I like your thing that's most precious to you, your time, your discipline, your gold, but what about giving me your brokenness? What about giving me your tears? What about giving me the things that have disappointed you this year? And then lastly, they give myrrh. And myrrh was a gift to a prophet. It was a gift that actually myrrh was a spice that they used to anoint um, people who were dead. And this was a prophetic statement for someone who was about in 30 plus years time was going to give their life as a sacrifice for sin for the world. And myrrh is an interesting thing. If you Google it, you'll find it's a resin as well. But it's, it's actually known for its black color. It's very, very dark in color. And again, it could mean a hundred things to a hundred different people. But I wondered, I wondered as we hit Christmas, is God asking you for the things that are sinful in your life? The black things. The things that you actually wouldn't want the person beside you, even how well you know them, to know about you, about your deep inner things that go on in your life. Because we're all, we've all got a, all of us who are new creations in Christ Jesus have got an old flesh that operates. And we've got to control it all the time. One of the gifts of this, one of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 is self-control. And we've got to control that old man, that old woman that lives inside us. That that rips at us at times. And and the thing about it is, the thing that excites me about this is that. Jesus died for this. So it doesn't belong to you. Even that black stuff, even that dark side, even that part of you that you don't want anybody else to know. So this Christmas, what about putting around the throne some surrender, full surrender, adoration, opening up your life and giving to God the thing that is most precious to you, Given him your tears, the things that disappoint, and given him your sin, given him the thing that you've struggled with most this year. If I were to ask everyone in the room what was the thing they struggled with most this year, you would know it right away. You're, it's sparking in your mind right away, the thing that is your inward struggle, because we all have them. And the incredible thing about this is, and here's where I want to close it off, here's the little line that that I think we miss sometimes in this verse. It says, After they'd done all this, they went home a different way. It, everybody misses that line. But the Magi went home a different way. Here's the thing here's the thing about this Christmas morning. This Christmas morning could be so different because if you give God your surrender, if you give God your adoration, if you give God your gold, your tears, and your brokenness, you will go home a different way. You will go home a different way than you come. You will go home knowing the King of glory as your Lord and Savior. You will go home today knowing not only that Christ died, but knowing that Christ died for you. Knowing, knowing not only did Christ die and rise again from the dead, but that He died and He rose for you. If there was no one else alive in the world, He did it for you. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I think, I think this Christmas, I think I'm going to go home a different way. I think I'm going to go home a different way. Because this has been stirring in my heart over the last few weeks. and, um, And I want to challenge you to go home a different way. As we face 2023, who remembers the millennium? Who all thought it was the end of the world? <laughs> and here we are, 22, almost 23 years later, and we're still here, and uh, I believe we're stirring in the last days, and so it's so important to get these matters settled. Lord bless you, it's lovely to be with you, it's lovely to share scripture with you, um, and I know you're champing at a bit to get home to family and friends. Thank you to all you wonderful kids for showing me your toys, I'm so excited for you, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Next Lord's Day we'll do the same, it'll be a shorter service, family service, there's no kids or youth environments, it is New Year's Day, and we'll do something similar, share the word. We have a little bit more to share with you next week because it is the first Sunday of the new year, and we have some exciting news to share with you, some um, uh, invitations for you as we face the new year. But happy Christmas. I hope you're blessed. And if it is a struggle for you, our prayers go to you. Um, All of us in the room at some stage in our lives have been there, and we understand the pain of that. Let's pray. Father, we just pray today that all of us in the room may have the opportunity to go home a different way. As we've opened the gifts around the tree, may we be challenged about what gifts are around the throne. May we be challenged at our level of surrender, at our level of adoration. May we be challenged by the fact that we've just closed ourselves up and not allowing God To impact our lives and push them to the periphery of our lives, God. May you become the prime and the center. And may we give to you our gold, our frankincense, and our myrrh. May we give to you those gifts that are most precious to us. And those gifts that break us at times and those gifts that hurt us. May we offer them all to you around the throne this Christmas in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. Have a great day. Enjoy. Don't eat too much turkey. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.